Welcome to a new episode of Driving Forces with me, Mark Noble, and him, Bob Flavin. Hello, Bob. He does that so well, doesn't he? He's got such a radio presenter voice. I'm getting rusty. It's, uh, Jesus, it's been six weeks since my last confession. It's been about six weeks weeks since I was on the radio. Although I still get to do radio ads. Yeah, because I still hear you on the radio, but obviously they're pre-recorded, not live-like. Yeah. So. Yeah, well. Radio's old news now, like, <laughs> you're in the world of podcasting now, so that's that. It's all the same. I know. And this week's <laughs> podcast has an international twist because later on in this podcast, we'll be zipping off to Alicante where the weather's hot, the drinks are cheap, and the new ID7 was driven while it was covered. Yeah, that's true. We can only talk about the covered one as well as because it's coming out before the... It is, isn't it? The embargo lifts tomorrow, I think. So we can only we can only talk about certain bits of it. It's terrible. Fifty thousand euro fine for breaking the embargo. What do you reckon on that? I would go halves, or we could get a, a <laughs> Patreon thing or something. Feck it. We can afford that. It's fine. <laughs> just break, so just it's, talk about the car now. It's been a week since we were sitting in the jacuzzis in our backyards <laughs> and all kinds of crazy carry on, uh, yeah, and all will be week. revealed. It will um, all will be revealed. What were you driving last week? Uh, geez, uh, I was driving around last week. Besides me driving around last week at the crack of dawn, uh, you were, what, were you, what car were you actually in? Oh, I was in the Peugeot 408 and the Funky Cat. Funky Cat. The it's Aura a crap Funky name, Cat. but God, it's such a good little car, isn't it? It is a strange name, but kids seem to like it. Like They were like... It's a funky cat. I was actually thinking, like, their tagline could be, don't be a funky twat, buy a funky cat. <laughs> Mark and Barbara spending millions on you now trying to get that. <laughs> or just don't be a twat, drive a funky cat. Yeah. Have to put, I'll do. have to put an explicit warning on this podcast now because I said but that. But there's no I actual think... cats, though, is there? No. I couldn't find one. There was an exclamation mark for, for the sign on the front of the car. And there's a fish yep. that goes across the dashboard. So I couldn't find fish, any cats. Yeah. One thing that I found strange, and I had I had someone else in the car with me today, who's uh, his name is Derek Keeney. He's a motoring journalist with the Sunday World. He's not just Good a motoring journalist; he's also an elf on the shelf, aficionado, aficionado, uh, um, and he uh, he's tra- he's a travel dude as well. But anyway, he so basically, I couldn't get the indicator at times to stop. So you know when you turn the wheel and it resets the indicator, you have to yeah. do that using your hand to just pressed down in the center again would not cancel the indicator and he saw it with his own eyes so wow. there's definitely there's definitely a couple of little teething things with the funky cat that's like the old BMW remember the fire series came out Chris Bangle designed fire series and he couldn't actually turn off the, the indicator you just drive along with your right indicator on on a motorway there's nothing you can do about it there's no way of actually turning it off I always felt that's why BMW drivers didn't use indicators because they got so fed up trying to work that out they were just like, ah, whatever. Although... That they go around and around about to get the Jesus. indicator to turn off. So it was just easier to not indicate in the first place. I saw a dude in a Merc today, 2018 Merc, and one by one, he went across three lanes of traffic on the M50. <laughs> Actually, sorry, call it four, because he was going into one of the ramps without a single indicator. And I deliberately caught up with him just to see who are they? Were they young, <laughs> old, female, male? And I was like, geez, that takes like to, to maybe forget one lane. But like this guy, he changed lanes within six foot of a white van. And the white van didn't even flash at him. 
And then I wow. crawled up beside him and it was an, an elderly gentleman who maybe just had said, look, I've gotten away with life this long. I'm not using indicators on you. I don't know. I'm going to die anyway. But Jesus, <laughs> like. Proper just. I'll do what I want. I got a lift this morning with um, uh, Jarlett Sweeney. He's another mortar journalist. He was dropping me down to uh, to Mercedes to pick up my GLC, which is what I'm in. A diesel, a diesel, Mark. can't believe it. A thousand diesel, kilometer man. range, it says. Oh. That's 1,073 kilometers. Anyway. So you we were creaming yourself, you, with the diesel. Oh, it was great. I thought it was going to be a plug-in hybrid. So I was going to know it's a bank holiday weekend. I got to be the plug-in hybrid. But you know, it's diesel. I, I even heard it when I started up and I was going, oh, there's only one place to put in fuel. There's no plug-in to the other side. It's just a dead, well, a diesel hybrid or something, but there's no plug-in parts. Anyway, so I was getting my lift down, and we came round a roundabout just there at Sandyford. You know, a big kind of three-lane roundabout. And if you take the inside lane, you're going back into Sandyford. You take the straight-ahead lane and the left lane, you're going on to the M50. Uh, and this Mondeo decided he was going to take up all the lanes. <laughs> and he came within inches of Jarlett's car, just within uh, Jarlett's driving. He just, he very calmly got us back into the lane. He no shout or nothing. But this guy was just going straight into the side of Jarlett. He wanted the lane Jarlett was in. That was the end of it. I can't imagine Jarlett getting angry. No, I've never seen Jarlett angry. I've only ever seen Jarlett kind of smile. And he's shouting, yeah, he kind of, I'd say he's a passive-aggressive angry kind of guy. He's yeah. smiling at you. Yeah. Exactly. You get a strongly worded letter. <laughs> <laughs> you won't I'm have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Now, a shout-out. Uh, is, is Jared from Longford, no? Uh, I don't actually know. They're out west. But no, I think he's further west than Longford now. Okay, because I was the, looking. So the, the SIMI have released the first quarter of 2023 vehicle sales today. God and I, love was us. Having, I was having a look. And there's two counties in Ireland <laughs> that only registered. They're only in March. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, geez, it is. It's January it's to March. It's year to now, yeah. There's two counties in Ireland that both only registered 28 electric vehicles. Oh, my now, God. Just for context, in Dublin, there was 4,225 EVs registered between January and March 2023. But two counties in Ireland have only registered 28 in that entire time. <laughs> One is Longford. Can you guess the other? Mayo? Somewhere with that Kerry, maybe? No, Mayo are 110. All uh, right. Kerry, Kerry are 144. Leash or Offley? Leash, 95. All right. O- we're doing Offley are 68. Do you want to roll them together? 68, 95. Is, uh, whatever. Don't be racist. You're putting Leash and Offley together now. No, no, no. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> it's the way you said Leash Offley. I thought you wanted to combine them. I no, thought I thought like one a... of those two, Leash or Offley, would be the two. No, no. I don't know then. What? what Galway, 371. Uh, Cork, by the way, uh, 989. Well behind Dublin, although they'd all tell you they're the real capital. Uh, yes. Longford and Leitrim, both 28 <laughs> EVs. Tw- between them or 28 each? No, together, but between oh them. Oh, my God. <laughs> between them, they've 56 EVs registered. <laughs> Oh my God, that is, like, uh, oh, they're just anti-EV in those places, just, just that's it. They're just kind of don't like EVs, they're right to. If they don't like them, they don't like them. They want these. It sounds like a dealer though, right? So if you have a dealer in the country who has well-trained staff and is is dealing in a brand that supports a lot of EVs, you're going to get a lot more sales because pe- people in Ireland still buy a car from a dealership and not from just buying it online or, you know, just kind of clicking in a few, apart from Tesla owners, obviously, they buy from <laughs> Tesla themselves, but most people buy from a dealership. So if, if you've got a, a weak 
I won't say a weak dealership, but a weak brand that only has two or three EVs or even one EV, then they're not going to sell many EVs. They're just going to sell what they know. So does that mean there's no uh, Volkswagen dealers in Longford? I don't know. I never, <laughs> never looked it up. Because Could the be. Reason, the reason I'm asking about that is because um, the Volkswagen ID4 is, uh, again, the best-selling electric car. They got, they, I don't know where they've magicked up those ID4s from. They seem to go from not really selling a whole lot of them to all of a sudden they were in stock and they got tons of them. And they're just, I was at a charge point this morning in my ID buzz uh, and it was littered with ID4s. They were just everywhere. <laughs> Apart from the man beside me who pulled up in Mercedes and just couldn't, could not, he was a cork man and he was having no more of this charging up cars. He was so irate trying to get this thing charged. Not the car's fault, he just <laughs> fell up the wound. He was just, you could literally see the guy levitate with anger because the charge point was a Chatamo one he pulled up to. It's not oh even God. the charge point's fault, it's just the wrong charger. It's funny you say that, where did they get them all from? Because there was, obviously, this time last year, and there is still a, a, a semiconductor issue, but not as severe. And they reckon by 2024, that will be pr- pretty much gone. But at this time last year, um, they sold 740 uh, ID. Sorry, is that for the year? Have these? No, it seems like more. It seems so, like more than that. I, I think it was this time. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's 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 quarter on quarter. So last year, 740 ID4s. This year, 1,461. So it's almost double. Yeah, double the amount. It's amazing what they can do when the car comes put their head to it. I mean, we've been on the Volkswagen trips there where the... F- like we met the woman who who is responsible for voice control. Like it was it was really focused on the people who produce the stuff you're using every day and putting human faces and all that. I love that stuff because we take it for granted that some dude is, you know, that this sat nav just works. But there's actually a human being responsible for making that somewhere within the factory. You very rarely get to meet or even hear about these people, but they're all on a trip. So it's strange when a car company can just ramp up and suddenly turn out a pile of things. Uh, and and we get to test them early on. But EV sales in this country are, at the moment, they're stable, right? They're not really going up. They're not really going down. It's kind of the same amount every month. Uh, well, yeah. Well, it's I think it's, it's about uh, 16% now. Um, so what's going to happen is I think diesel is still twenty about 22%. We will see the day, probably not this year, but I reckon next year where EVs could on a par with diesel just need to improve supply i think demand is there i think people actually do want to make the right decision for the car that's coming but the first it's a car before the horse the frustration level of human beings like that man this morning at, at charge point junction 14 and he had just had enough of charging his joke he just seemed to be charging it all the time and the char- some charges aren't working he had an app he had a card he just was struggling. He was an older gentleman. I understand that. He was maybe in his 60s. But he didn't look like an, a not a technological person. He didn't look like a man who was struggling with the technology part. Just having to stop and plug things in and do stuff. He just wanted He wanted a petrol car. He wanted. He was asking about PHEVs and just going, I'd still plug it in, but at least I could just drive on. Well, petrol is still dominant. 32% of sales. Uh, plug-in hybrids is dropping. It's I think it's dropping. Anyway, it's at 8% now. It seems quite small. So, um, yeah, diesel is 22%, which is, like, it is it is slowly dying. But slowly. I don't yeah. know if dying is the right word, but... Well, they're not making as many of them. So, I suppose it's always going to be that. When you go into a dealership, and the first thing they're going to offer is what they have or what they're, what's available to them, which would be, at the moment, 
probably BHEV or electric. And if you're listening to this podcast while you're driving um, and you're in a Toyota, well, you're not on your own because of the top 10 selling cars so far in 2023, Toyota have five of the 10. They did that last year as well. Same thing. Yaris Cross, CHR, Corolla, Yaris and RAV4. They do an amazing amount of sales. For a, a company that has reduced the amount of dealerships, they still do an amazing amount of shifting a product. <laughs> it's but just then what a, do you buy? Like what if if you were an older generation person and you wanted a small handy car to get around, I'd say buy an, a Yaris or an yeah. Igo. Because yeah. they're just they're no brainers. They're automatic, they're safe, they're reliable. To, you don't have to plug them in, you don't do anything with them, just hybrids. Just get a Yaris. It will you'll even still today see an early naughty's Yaris on the road. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Next next time you order Domino's, I bet you little Yaris will pull up. Cause they're just reliable. Yeah, they work. Look at all the taxis. They're all Prius or Prius Plus. You know the one that had I think a seven seats or six seats or something. There was a Prius Plus version. So they're always out there. So the reliability factor is easy. The batteries don't seem to ever degrade. Like I've seen Gen One Toyota Prius taken about the place recently the very first one ever on the yep. road and it's still there and it still has battery power so there's something in that that end of the market is not catered for by full electric cars because full electric cars are just so expensive compared to, like to standard hybrid I have to say I really like the new Prius I really, so do really I. like it yeah so do I I think I think Toyota's doing the right thing they've been they're very conservative very patient you know, that's the way they are. They're, they're a Japanese company. Japanese companies tend to be quite conservative about things like Suzuki and all. They're, they're very conservative. And Toyota are very slow moving. When they move, when they actually move forward, they tend to make a great big stride forward instead of very slowly evolving a bit like Volkswagen Group, say, does this evolution stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, do you want to tell the class <laughs> what bad luck you had with gadgets this week, Bob? I can. The most disappointing thing of, of all. So, I'm, so I'll am so i set the scene for a second, right? So I was in a pair of shorts because I jumped up that morning, gone for a run, and then came back and had a shower and jumped on a pair of shorts again. And we had a Tio, uh, sorry, a, a Volkswagen Multivan, which is a PHEV. A good yoke, seven seats, nice little car, but it's quite tall. So you get up into it rather than get down into it like a car. Um, anyway, I go down to put some petrol in this thing. Uh, and I go to the petrol station. It's quite a busy petrol station. There's a campus petrol station near me. It's the cheapest petrol. It might be the cheapest petrol in the country, but it's at least definitely the cheapest petrol in Port Leash. So I'm putting the petrol in, and I'm going to move the car because the person behind me is queuing, so I move off the pumps like a good human being. And as I'm getting into the car, my phone, which is an iPhone 12 Pro Max, quite a big lump of a thing, slithered out of my pocket onto the step of the door slithered out of my shorts onto the step of the door of the multivan and I this was just all happening while I'm slamming the door shut in my usual I'm moving the car forward while putting my seatbelt on (laughs) you know what I mean it's all happening once I'm doing it all bang and I went what was that was my first reaction. I looked out and my phone was on the ground outside the car. And I went, oh shit, drop my phone. And I got out, picked it up. The back was a bit cracked, but it looked okay. I got into the car and I pulled over. Then I, I looked at the phone. The screen wouldn't come on. Nothing would come on. And the more I looked at it, the more I realized the phone is kind of bent. Like it's got a sort of a, it's like a curved screen phone. <laughs> it's not supposed to be. 
<laughs> so uh, I had to go buy a new phone. I just, I can't, the phone runs the whole business. It does everything on a daily basis for what I do in business. And I could not be without it. So I had to fork out a very painful 1500 euro on an oh. iPhone 14 Pro oh. Max. Jesus. Uh, it's having gone up, I'll just upgrade them. Why are phones so expensive? Jeez. I don't know. I, when I started with mobile phones first, you could buy a mobile phone for a pound when mobile phones come out. I know because I bought one for a pound. Now, you had to pay for a contract and you actually had to pay per text message about it. So using it was more expensive. Now using it is nearly free. You know, I pay 15 quid a month for my mobile phone. It covers everything, right? That There's no other charges. Uh, and like even the kids here have phones and they're like a tenner a month. But the phones, the physical phones themselves seem to cost a bloody fortune to get, you know. Like, but I know, I like, I, uh, you know, I, I know there's stuff in a phone now that could shoot a bloody movie if you wanted yeah. to, but still, like, it's just, Jesus. Like, on the other way, I give Vodafone 80 quid a month. I think it's 85 now. But if I wanted to upgrade, it's 200 quid. But they get Whoa. you, they, they're like Paddy Power. They'll always get you in the end. I know what I was doing uh, ages ago, before, before the, I started using my phone as, as B-roll. It does it does so much work. My phone just does so much work. All my TikToks, all of YouTube, answering comments and questions, it's all on your phone. That's why I spend so much on the phone. But before, when I wasn't using the phone quite as hard, I'd use the laptop more often. What I used to do was buy a secondhand phone. So I'd go on adverts or I'd go to a secondhand refurbished mobile phone shop and I'd find something at a reasonable price, like 500 euro, like an iPhone 10 when 11 was out or when 12 was out and I'd buy a 10. Uh, but that just, it, it's not as easy anyway. It's easier to some degree, but it's actually harder to find a good condition phone that I can 100% rely on that the battery's good and all. So I just went, just buy a new one. Just go and buy a new one. Well, wow, that's expensive. It was great for Harvey Norman because they didn't even give me a discount. Nothing. I went to, I bought in Harvey Norman's. Um, <laughs> this week's customer them. of the month is Bob Fleming. <laughs> go, Just Bobby, go. And went, yeah, but I want it. Do you know Jesus what happened as well at the petrol station? Because I don't carry a wallet and I don't, I'm not sure who carries wallets anymore, but I don't no. carry physical cards with me. So I smashed my phone. That meant I couldn't pay for anything. <laughs> <laughs> to go in and explain to the guy behind the counter going, I know about 40 quid worth of petrol, but I literally just smashed my phone to a million pieces. I'm going to have to go home and get me wallet and come back down and pay you. Um, so I had to do that as well. It's That's a better a excuse. It's a better excuse than I forgot my wallet. When I, I used to work <laughs> in a petrol station, uh, so before Circle K were around and before Topaz were there, geez, I'm old. And before Topaz wow. were called Topaz, they were called Statoil. And I had a job as a forecourt attendant. I actually used to put petrol and diesel into people's cars. Wow. Um, but if you drove off without paying, that was a big thing. The cameras even back then, and I'm talking like 1998 or so, the cameras in Statoil were so sharp. They'd move. If you lifted a pump off the yoke, the camera would zoom in on you. It would know straight away. It would turn to that pump to go, oh, number 12. Reg place, that guy is red hair, that woman has a black parachute, whatever it was. Oh, and that's if mad. A, if you did a drive off um, with, without paying for your fuel, it was a big thing. They'd come out to you. I'd say that, yeah. I'd say, you know, I don't know the exact figure, but I imagine it used to be quite high of a proportion of people who would drive off without paying because I remember now, probably before your time even, there was a mate of mine who used to work in a place called Jet. Um, Jet was the place where everybody bought petrol one time. But that was just a forecourt with a hut on it. Uh, and if you come up and you pumped the fuel and you drove off, 
there was no way anyone recorded any. There was no CCTV footage or any kind. So I imagine it's become quite a quite a big deal now if someone drives off these days. Some lad come after you with a golf club back then. <laughs> Throw was, out your back window. I was as sophisticated <laughs> as it got. Um, do you want some car news I've just spotted? Yes. Car news. Hit me with it. Uh, so I feel like we talk about Volkswagen a lot, but I suppose they have a lot of brands. Um, They're making a lot of, a lot of news. The new T or the are they? They're making a new T Rock, or is it just another facelift? But anyway, the the T Rock will be the last car that Volkswagen will make in just internal combustion engine. So twenty twenty six will be their final combustion car. Wow! Just been announced. Strange car wow, to finish folks. on, isn't it? It is, yeah, because it's not even a legend car. Like that's a relatively new car for them. You think they'd finish on a Golf? which is the, what yeah. really started them off, or, or a Beetle or something, you know, some commemorative thing rather than just kind of fizzle out on a an S small SUV, <laughs> which is the modern thing, you know. They've also trademarked ID Rock. ID, mm. oh, right, okay. So they're going to go ID Buzz, ID Rock, ID something. In. Yeah, ID Rock. <laughs> they need The Rock to launch that with these big <laughs> mad eyebrows. <laughs> I saw The Rock on a flight the other day and... Uh, <laughs> He was, I don't know what he was doing. He was doing paperwork. You want to see the little area he had on a plane. <laughs> it was like an apartment. If you know what I saw the <clears throat> On the ground. There was, a have fun, a look. there was a funny TikTok about The Rock. It said he has killed every franchise he's ever taken part in. <laughs> and if, if you go back. If you go he back didn't kill across, Moana. No, but he killed them all. Apart from, he's not really in that. He's just a voice now. But if you look at every single franchise he has joined that's had other versions of it first and then he joins it it's the last one the franchise <laughs> it just dies after he joins us i don't know what that's a reflection of him or whether he just kind of comes late to the party or what i'm not sure i'd l- love to ask him where did it all go wrong so the photograph of it, it's on his grid he's at he's at forty-five thousand feet on some private jet over la and uh he's drinking something called zoa plus don't know what the hell that is he's probably just getting it? probably just getting sponsored to do it isn't, doesn't he make his own gin or something? I think, or I vodka. Know. Vodka or gin or something. Yeah, yeah. Tavol got some sort of drink, wouldn't he? Yeah. Sure, if we keep doing this, if we keep doing this, we'll get offers from companies that we want to make stuff as well. It'll be, it'll be whiskey or rum. <laughs> <laughs> as we covered in our last episode. <laughs> Cheaper than XO. Uh, yeah, if you have any offers, you can uh, email us at drivingforcespodcast at gmail.com. I actually, I don't have, I haven't checked that email address. I must check. You it. can sponsor the show if you wish as well. We, we're willing to sell ourselves for money. It's fine. Well, we really are because like this, both of our jobs is like content motoring type stuff. We're, we're both, we, neither of us work for a company. We work for ourselves. No, we are so, independents. Yeah, totally. Yeah, which like, I love. I love, by the way. If you're ever thinking about going independent and you like the idea of the kind of stress and hustle and bustle and stuff of things and not having a wage every month, uh, you should try it. But if you like wages, then don't. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Not having a wage every month. <laughs> yeah, that's the fun yeah. part. It's the bit when you look at your bank balance, it keeps going down, never increasing. It seems to just continually draining away slowly. <laughs> Especially when you're buying 1,500 euro iPhones. <sighs> tell you the scary that was that was sweat pump and it was uh, i had to buy a little case to go with it because the, the iphone 14 although everyone all the tech lads online says the iphone 14 it's the very same as the iphone 12 they haven't changed up they have you lied you don't even know what you're talking about the uh, that's cameras probably only are a different size 
are they? It's not just a processor or something that's different? Or? No, no, the cameras are physically a bigger size on the outside. They can do depth of field. The screen is slightly different sized as well. There's there's a number of changes to it. Even where the switches are on the side, the rocker switches for volume and all that are in a slightly different place from iPhone 12. So I can't use the cases that came with it originally. Oh. And of course, iPhone doesn't, or Apple doesn't put in a, a charger block anymore. So you just get a cable now and a key to put your SIM card in. That's it. What more do you want? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of tech as well, um, I, I bought one of those things that you stick onto the back of your phone that charges it a few different times. But this one is from, um, uh, what's the one you have? What company? The, Anchor. The white thing? Anchor. Yes. You've been called worse. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> There's such an appropriate way of putting W in front of their name, but it's one of the best. <laughs> well, I've used multiple <laughs> times. I've used Anchor products for all kinds of yokes. I've just come to rely on them. Uh, instead of buying an Apple product, I'll buy an Anchor product um, and use that instead. Well, just be careful because if, you <clears> if you're on Instagram and you're getting the same ads as me, every so often you'll see an ad for a rocket charger. And it's a pretty cool ad. Very, very similar to the thing you have. Uh, it sticks on the back of your phone. You do you have to take the case off them. And it's a wireless charger, but you can plug in lightning ports to it and USB-C. Um, but I ordered it weeks ago and I'm still waiting. And I see a lot of comments under it saying, uh, I hope this isn't a scam. It was 46 oh, quid. No. So I'm not saying but it is. I'm sure it's not, but... You see, mine that doubles as a stand as well, which is, but it's MagSafe. So you have to buy a MagSafe uh, case to go with your phone. You can't just put one doesn't click onto the other unless it's a MagSafe case. Ah, uh, okay. <clears throat> you can take so, the case off and it'll stick onto your phone then. It's another way to get underneath. you. Yeah. It's, in, it's another way of selling you more stuff that ends up in a drawer or a bin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this will be used. This will be used. Like my. Uh, travel tropical bag that i have here beside me people really like that bag which um, i love i've i've seen this bag in action and I, you should set up some sort of code that people can get a 10 percent discount what do you call affiliate code i think they're, that they're, bag is brilliant they're too big to deal with people like me but if, if you do like city breaks just normal traveling just get yourself one of these it's called tropical feel i think now it was 340 quid but like it has a pouch for your jocks and your socks, which I have here in my hand. Uh, it has jocks and socks in your hand. No, but like it has a place for your passport. It has you can see yeah. laptops in it. It's like it's. I, I put four days worth of clothes into that. No bother. So yeah, it was. Um, and you have laptop areas and things for cameras and stuff. It was just very clever, clever bag. Now it's even a tripod on the side, of it, which still didn't seem to take up much space on it. Um, yeah, has and a, I've, has I've gone through. I have my fair share of bags. I've been a bag whore for years. Always bag trying to whore. find the right bag. Yeah, <laughs> just trying to find the right bag. Now I've settled on a GoPro bag, which you've seen a few times. A good, good few times. That's just a yeah, great big works. soft Look. bag. It does. It works very well. You can put at least a week's worth of clothes in it and your camera. Um, and it'll still fit under the Ryanair seats. You know, still <laughs> if, if oh, push yeah. comes to shove, you still get on the plane. So um, the other thing I can, well, like it's a bit of personal news, I suppose I can tell you, but uh, the next time I talk to you in the podcast, I will probably have taken a couple of lessons at flying mm -hmm. um, because I'm going down to uh, Atlantic flight training in Cork, which is called AFTA for short. And I was actually meant to go last week, but the weather was so bad, um, it was cancelled. Oh, well, that's a so, shame. So maybe we'll do the podcast. We're going to be going to international trips in a private plane now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you become my yeah. personal pilot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could do. It might be a Cessna, but... It doesn't matter. 
that'll be okay. We'll have you... a mini bar on board. <laughs> yeah, you can bring whatever you like. I think you can carry up to 120 kilos of of uh, of, of bags. Drink. <laughs> so we could we could we could cruise at 3,000 feet to uh, the international trips in Malaga and other places. Oh, nice! Could take a few hours, mind you, but yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll I'll let you know how that goes. Private pilot, you're gonna have to. Have you done some like stuff already? Have you done a bit, some yeah. theory stuff before you actually get into planes or zooming around the place? No, they just say, "Here you go, knock yourself out." Literally, no, um, no. You, well, you have an instructor, but you do have to do you have to do uh, do is it nine exams to get your private pilot's license, right? And can, you could do a solo flight before the test is solo or something, isn't it? I've done this years ago. We've done some flying. You can do. After about 25, so you need 45 hours to actually qualify. But after about 20, 25, if you're anyway decent, you'll you'll do your first solo by yourself, which is kind of a, at this point, only a few hours in is a bit scary, but. Oh, all right. Okay. So, you're going to have to take me up on this plane. We're going to, have to do a podcast from the plane. Simple would you that. go up? Yeah. Would you, would you trust of me? Of course. Yeah. Definitely. My debt is written in the history Jesus. of all things. So if, if it doesn't matter what you do, you can't avoid it. So you just go up and hope for the best <laughs> and hope it's not your day to die. <laughs> well, wait, wait till I have a few more hours under it. What I was thinking as well, should I video some of these flights? Because you know, it's not hard to stick a camera in a plane and do it that way. I don't know. If you can do, I see a few of those guys who do that stuff online and they manage to, to capture the audio from the mic on your face. You know that one? And so yeah. they can actually talk in. I don't know how to do it. There must be some sort of connector that you can connect things into. So you, you and, plug and them in. You can plug those headphones into the flight deck and you can record it that way, yeah. I do have one of those headsets. I had to buy one of them. Jeez, they're expensive, they were aren't expensive. they? Oh, it was 1,300 quid. Whoa! There's nothing about flying. <laughs> There's nothing about flying that's cheap. No, then, I don't, it's a rich man's pastime, right? For sure. A witch of which I'm not. Uh, a week after I bought those Bose headphones, they brought out a new model for the same price. Oh, now look, it's grand. But you have a little, mi- have a little Britney Spears microphone and everything on it. Britney Spears, baby. This is Jessie's Britney Spears for the first inaugural flight with a with a camera. Did she have? She had a video where, or was that busted? Was Brit- was Britney an air hostess in a video as well? Yes, I think she was. I seem to remember her with a little cap on her, yeah. And she did schoolgirl and she yeah, did Yeah, well else. I know, but Yeah, but that was the, when you look back actually the schoolgirl thing was a little bit strange. Although maybe that's just when you get Very older strange. in life. I think things change and perspectives change. And then when you look at that, like I, I see a lot of 80s videos appearing now and people going, you couldn't get away with that today. Of course you couldn't because it was of its time. <laughs> It only made True. sense in the time of that. But like Britney Spears at that time, I remember that song coming out and the whole world watched that. Like that was an international massive hit and it was all done like secondary school, but they were all in very short skirts. Totally inappropriate by today's standard. But back then, I suppose, yeah, nobody cared back then. I think the story as well behind it was out on TikTok crazy enough. Simon Cowell wanted that song. And he offered a Mercedes SL500 or something to that famous songwriter dude and said, if you give me that song, I'll send you up a Merc. And he was like, no, I already have it. I think he wanted it for, he wanted it for five or somebody like that. And he's, they were like, no, I have it for this artist, Britney Spears. And Simon Cowell was like, who the hell is going to call himself Britney Spears? And then, bang, it worked. <laughs> she became the big sell, biggest selling artist in the world for years, then got disappeared for a long time. 
taken yeah. into care by our parents or something. Although they weren't giving her much care from what no. I can what I can see. Um and what else can I oh the other thing is oh, I'm watching the Night Watcher on Netflix. Oh my god, that's good. Have you seen is any this, of that? No, I haven't seen that yet. It must be something I need to watch. FBI agent there's all kinds of people in on it, out of it, in the White House, working for him, working against him. He's on the run. There's two killers, contract killers in it. Oh, gee, this car oh, chases. Oh, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. There's everything. That, the, that, the itches, that itches for me now perfectly. I've been watching Succession. Succession has started yeah. the, last, the last series of Succession. We've seen episode one is out. Episode two is out tonight. The day we're recording, Monday. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. I can't keep, I don't want to give away any of the plot, but it's it's just exactly what I wanted succession to be. Cutthroat. Cutthroat. Yes. Um, yeah, getting riled up over nothing stuff. Rich people problems, you know. Yeah. 10 billion just being, yeah, I'll give you 10. No, I'll actual, give you 20. <laughs> actual private jets, not Cessna's. Yeah, real like, can you imagine, like I always wonder because I suppose money, they don't think about money. People like them, it's not about something costing ten dollars that's not relevant you know or whatever the money is it's just that's just something that happens around them there's just so much money washing around the place that nobody really thinks about what things cost it just does it's just there that house is there the house in italy is there the private jet is there there's no real thought about how much these things cost until they run out of it then it costs then it's just just... jobs (laughs) yeah yeah well (laughs) sorry uh, it's just business. I'm just um, filling up my private jet. I'm afraid your job is now gone. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Feeling this is more important. Um, so just the one car this week then, Robert? Just the one car? I had the ID Buzz, which is fabulous. I cannot express how cool the ID Buzz is. Um, it's it's just... Uh, I, I know it's got problems. I know there's no air vents in the back and you can't open the windows, which you discovered in Spain. Uh, but... It's just such a cool car, and everywhere you pull up, like I couldn't. I was filming it yesterday, and I literally could not get people away from the car long enough so I could actually film the car. They're all standing, taking pictures of it, and talking. If I'd have brought out tea in a chair, they would have just all sat down and had a chat about the car. It was just <laughs> one of those afternoons, um, but it was brilliant. And I have the Mercedes GLC this week, which I'm keeping for the week. I think because it's supposed to be in an aura funky car, but I, I think I might have had to cancel that because I forgot it's a bank holiday. <laughs> It's a big holiday oh, weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we have to break for Jesus. One thing I will say about the Oracle <laughs> Academy, if you're on slight lock coming out of a junction or anything and you floor it, uh, the Funky Cat wheels just, you'll behave like a hooligan. Um, <laughs> it doesn't do it in a straight line, but if you have any sort of lock on the wheel and you floor it, you just get... Oh, wow. That's yeah. the Chinese little touches that they put into things. Yeah. <laughs> They're mad for a bit of wheel spin, the Chinese. Yeah, obviously, I think it's an innocence thing as well. I think I think there's a there's a point of just going, well, just make it go fast, and that's that's the instruction until the customers go. You know, when it goes fast, it's kind of scary, and then they go, we better slow it down. Then, <laughs> so uh, it's all down to the kind of customer interactions that they haven't had yet. Because it's, it's more or less their first car in Europe. Yes, but it is important to make to make the point that a lot of these Chinese brands uh, they have been existing for a long, long time in that part of the world. So they're not new to making the car game; they're just new to this market. So I was only chatting to somebody about this today because I was dropping back to Funky Cat, and they're like, "You know, who? What is it?" People are going to say, "Well, okay, great. It's it's kind of cute looking, and it is. It's like a Beetle meets a pop meets a Mini, but it's like 
I, I just don't know enough about this company. But actually, if you go do a bit of research on them, you see this huge money and huge investment, and they yep. just haven't existed. Great Wall Motors haven't existed in this part of the world yet. Yeah, they were. They made an attempt. Great Wall made an attempt to come out here with jeeps and stuff a few times. Um, this is probably the third time to give it a shot. But people can't get over the words "Great Wall." I think, <laughs> I think yeah, that bothers them more. It's like, what is Great? It's not a car company. It's just this really sense. Great Wall of China. I don't get it. Uh, and the same for like something like BYD, which is on the way here. We're going to launch that soon in Ireland. That's yeah, bringing your the, dreams. Not the international launch. We're just going no, no. to the Irish launch. Just the Irish launch. We have some international launches coming up, but just not the, not the international launch, that one. Um, but yeah, I just, I think when you look at Ireland and we're very conservative in our purchasing, look at the top 10 figures out today, five of them are Toyota. Is mm. there is there room for an unknown entity to come in to Little Old Ireland and, you know, get the attention? I, I don't know how that's going to work. Either really affordable cars, amazing value cars, I, I don't know. There ha- something has to change to get people out of a Toyota into something that they've never heard of. It's true, yeah, because uh, like we've essentially sold about a hundred thousand cars here since forever, right? At our peak, in the very top echelons, when we were right out there, we sold a little over two hundred thousand cars. That was our max out ever. But uh, since then, we've been selling about about ninety thousand to about one hundred and twenty thousand every single year. So the only way to start a new brand in this country is to pilfer that, is to conquest current customers into a new car, uh, and that's. That's going to be a cover. Even young people will go to their parents and go, do you think I should buy the BYD car or a Toyota? What's mammy going to say? Buy the Toyota. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. Yep. Um, you have to convince everybody. So, uh, and I think as long as they do go down that route of asking mom or dad, and they've never heard of it as well, it's probably nearly the wrong. That's why they're listening to the podcast like this. That's why they listen for a bit of education. There's actually nothing much wrong with Chinese brand cars. They've been around for years. They're new to Europe. In about five years' time, you will know all of the names. You'll know them off by heart, just like you do with mobile phones, just like you do with, you name some weird Chinese phones, there's hundreds of them on the market. And we know, like Huawei and all these other Europe that we know. Uh, Look at all our TVs. Yep. We're so used to it. It just takes a bit of time to get them into the market. But with a car, it's such a massive purchase. It's not a 200 or 300 euro phone. It is a 20, 40, 50 grand car we're talking about. People find it, people are very loyal as well in this country. We, we are still brand loyal. A Ford person still tends to buy another Ford. So does Toyota drivers. Uh, so it's quite hard to convince them to get out of those cars. But I think where the market's going to be pilfered the biggest is in the Korean brands and in some of the German brands who have managed to get themselves into the top 10 of sales taking away things like Ford um, and they're going to end up being pilfered by the Chinese brands because I, I don't think people have that much loyalty to those brands anyway no I don't think younger people will at all um, no unless again like the ID2 it actually is 25 grand and then then it will be like oh okay Jesus and I can trade this in in the Volkswagen dealer in three or four years time so yep um, you know brand loyalty again. yeah over time in five years you will know what the Chinese cars are worth when you go to trade bond in. <laughs> you know then, <laughs> fairly rapid. But then even a lot of second-hand dealers who are bringing in some very odd cars from Japan uh, in, in the second-hand market, stuff we've never seen before, not brands necessarily, but cars we've never seen before, like the well, microbuses like, and things. Yeah, like Japanese imports were, were a massive thing in Ireland in the late 80s and 90s. And yep. they're ne- it's nearly coming back. Like, And you had these really high-spec cars that were mint condition, really low mileage, um, that had been used in Japan for 
a year, less than a year. Yep. Uh, and Their CO2 emissions at the time were, were the driver of that. Believe it or not, now it's us. <laughs> it's not so much them anymore. Now it's us. <laughs> so, um, it, yeah, it's going to be it's a very disruptive few years over the next few years. That will potentially mean a bit of competition for, for uh, consumers. But, um, yeah, the days of just, you know, buying another Toyota Corolla um, will either stay, <laughs> looking at those stats today, or... Yeah. You know, there will be lots of change. It's a bit like, the, again, just bring it back to your phone. You know, I wouldn't even consider something else. I'm just, I just like Apple. It works. Whereas, you know, someone with an Android device would be the exact same. They'd be like, I wouldn't touch an Apple. Yeah. And, you know, as, when I announced that my phone was broken, which I did on Instagram, I think, or Twitter or something, I can't remember where, somewhere, nearly every comment was like, you should buy a Samsung S13 or there was always some Google log and they go, just, just saying you should buy an Android now. But I have, and I'm I'm surrounded by Apple. You know what it's like with the AirDrop and all the little things you can do yeah. on your phone that's attached to your laptop. And it just it's the rep, it's the software. It's nothing to do with how fast the hardware is or how you can play games. I don't really want to play games on a, on a phone. I, I'm not really interested in it. Um, so for me, it's all about the kind of software environment that Apple provides. If they ever mess with the software environment, I probably will consider an Android. But until then, I'm, I'm stuck. Like I, when I broke my phone, I picked up my iPhone 7, which you see me use on the international trip there. Um, and I turned it on and I logged in and it just replicated what I had in the iPhone 12. All the apps that could work were just installed on it instantly. It was just seamless. It's pretty cool how the battery just fired back up as well. Sometimes things like yeah. that, a lithium ion would be dead. Yeah. It was just went straight out to 100% charge. Now, it was an iPhone 7, so you have to think, it's like a life support system because you're using it so hard these days with social media that the battery just absolutely eats itself so fast. So uh, it was struggling with the battery, but everything else was fine. I would have kept that iPhone 7 going after breaking the iPhone 12 only for the camera wasn't good enough and the battery life wasn't good enough. That's it. <laughs> Other than that, it was a great phone. God, we fit a lot into this week's podcast and it's still not even done because we have to go off to Alicante now for the next 20 minutes. That's where we sat in the airport, slightly hungover, slightly tired after getting over an ID buzz, really hot. <laughs> We'd made our way through security. But freshly God, those... washed from our own separate jacuzzis. Oh yeah. God, those hotels were. That hotel was one of the finest experiences I've had. Not because of the really good food. The room. The room with the view and the bed. It just felt like this, I could stay here for three weeks and I'd, I'd come out in zen mode, yeah. you know. It was one of those ones that you wouldn't close the curtains at nighttime because uh, you want to see the, the stars and you want to see the sun come up the next morning. Yeah, and I did wake up the next morning just before dawn, took a picture just at the end of my bed. I think I put that on Instagram somewhere. Um, just looking out at the dawn, hitting the mountain beside me. I just gone, I want, this is paradise. It's so quiet as well. Your own um a cabin or i suppose you'd call it a cabin rather than a room it was its own cabin so you're not in a hotel you're walking up lanes in the dark and stuff to your own little area and have your own jacuzzi and outside freezing but now, it was some, there. some mountain walkers could probably see you riding if you were riding yeah you need a pair of binoculars but yeah <laughs> or a telescope in your case <laughs> hey yeah. those houses straight across must just close their curtains someday <laughs> just go no i'm not looking out there today Today is not the day for that view. Right. Well, uh, this is the part of the podcast where we're going to head on over to uh, the Alicante little airport. It's a brilliant airport. There's loads in it. So we're sitting there in these very comfortable little lounges, lounge chairs, uh, passengers all around us. You probably hear a few announcements and all that stuff. And um, we reflected on our trip to Alicante. 
Welcome to the next episode of uh, Driving Forces um, and we're in <laughs> Alicante Airport <laughs> on our way back from a trip, aren't we? First thing I should explain to everyone is we're using a zoom recorder and if you've ever never seen a zoom recorder, it kind of looks like a taser. <laughs> so we're in an airport where the police are armed with a taser. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, the taser's on. And our Ryanair flight has been delayed. Yeah, by how much? An hour and a half or something? Yeah, I went down to flight radar and I thought it was coming from London. It's actually coming from Kerry. So there's a lot of people coming from Kerry mm. on their holidays, fair play to them. The Healy Rays are on, tra- on tour. So we've been uh, here in Alicante to look at the Volkswagen ID7, but it's all embargoed. It is until the 15th of the month and then the 17th of the month of next month. Like this, we can talk about the specifics of the car because we've seen it. <laughs> uh, I'm allowed to say it's pretty good though. It's very nice. Yep. It is a nice car. We've no idea of the price. Um, it's not an SUV. No, it's a sedan. A sedan, as yes, they so call it in America. Sort of a liftback thing, isn't it? Do we call that? Do, do we call that a fastback in Europe now, or is it just a, a saloon with a hatchback? Sedan, like sedan, isn't a word. No, not a word we use. Don't go into Frank Keane and go. I want to buy that sedan there. <laughs> I don't want a saloon. I want a sedan. Tell you what we can talk about. We can talk about the the rooms. Now, it's, it is fair to say it's not often. I mean, there's only. I remember being on a Lexus trip with you a couple of years ago, and that was a fantastic hotel. And the hotels are always very nice, but they're they're just general hotels that you mm. stay in on a European city break. Generally, unless in the countryside, sometimes they're a bit different then. Yeah. So um, all our rooms are slightly different. I got the room key, and she said, um, "So it, like there was a, a really steep incline or decline as you're going to your room, but coming back it was an incline." And uh, the lady said, uh, so you just go past the restaurant and take a right turn and there's villas on the right and your one is the last one on the end. And I was like, a villa? And I was like, okay, say nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. You always have the moment. It's like an impersonator syndrome, so, isn't it? You think, a villa? To give me a villa? Uh, you, don't ha- you don't even have to look at, you don't have to follow me on social media, but you can go and look in the pictures if you like. Um, Nobby on cars is where you find it all and uh, the, like so we went into my place and had a, a staircase like going into a nightclub had a kitchen <laughs> definitely was like a nightclub yeah. and uh, <laughs> then at that level there was a jacuzzi so you get into your own jacuzzi but you could actually get into the jacuzzi in the nip mm. because no one can see it you can't, you can't it. be overlooked by anybody it's amazing I had the same different layout to my room smaller layout not two floors all on one floor um, but I had a, a private garden so I could Walk into the garden around the edge of you it. You were Adam. Yeah, just strolling just, about. Just missing Eve. Just missing the Eve in the back of it. There's, an, actually, there's an image. There's yeah, an image yeah. for everyone now. I had no snake in the tree, otherwise, no good. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> um, and then we got talking to, so there was some lovely uh, German dudes who were the film crew there, and they said, when you go back to your room later, check the magic door halfway down the stairs. And I went in there, and it was just like mop buckets and things that people used to. To clean the apartments and villas, but in my one there was you know those old red Coca-Cola crates that lifted the glass bottles. That was full of cava and bottles of beer and packets of crisps. So um, we hadn't drank them all. <laughs> so we went back. So after the dinner, which was all very nice, we went back to my villa for some tunes. They had a lot of Irish tunes, probably loose. Yeah. What was that song you had with somebody Fantastic. else? No, well, no, there was. Or the Chieftains with, um, with Kate Bush. That was very different, yeah. Yeah, for a Kate Bush song, yeah. Bit of a dark horse now with your music selection. Yeah, I see, I'm broad. Also, the thing I thought was strange was so on the um, on the apartment villa, whatever, there was an iPad 
for a controller. But it was more for the sound system. But people who'd stayed in the place before me had taken pictures of themselves. And I don't know, I don't think they realised that they were still there. So I went through the gallery and I was like, Jesus, okay, here's all this. So there's some dudes having a serious session. Mm. Like it looked like a good session. And then there was a couple and he had no top on. And this very beautiful blonde lady had her arms wrapped around his shoulders, sort of straddling him from behind. And I was like, who leaves these pictures of themselves? On a random iPad. I could put that in Insta story and say, does anyone know this couple? Would they like this photograph? <laughs> and then I was like, should I delete it to save their dignity? But I was like, well, maybe it's, maybe it's meant to be like a history of who stayed in the room. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I had no iPad in my room. My room was much more manual than that. But I had these curtains going down, massive view. The view of the mountain was incredible. You can check that out on my social media as well. I put it up on Instagram. The view from the bed, looking out at that mountainside. It was the kind of place that... Um, so it had these huge windows huge like like imagine the scenery was different but you know those film or those shows like Suits or Succession where they're looking at it over these glass things actually you know you know the scene where Macaulay Culkin's brother when he gets to the office and he yeah. closes the blinds yeah 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 <laughs> yeah no yeah <laughs> it was this view over the mountains that you wouldn't close the curtains it's kind of a waste so like you you, you go to bed looking at the stars and the moon and you wake up and the sunrise and the orange hue of the sunrise is covering the mountaintops in the distance it's like the amount of people replying to us both saying where the f- are you yeah we couldn't tell them either because it's a private it's closed it's closed for the event for the Volkswagen event and they don't want people roaming into the mountainside to take pictures of the car before it actually gets released so uh, we couldn't say where we were DM us and we'll send you the address after the 17th yeah. or whatever it is I think that car launch is going on for the next couple of weeks so as, as you can hear, we're in an airport, so there's announcements and stuff. Yeah, we can go back to the live version of us now. That was our adventure here. That's as much as we can talk about, isn't it? We can't really talk about the car. Yeah, the German people were good crack. Yeah, they were, yeah. We're, we're very close to Benidorm. We're half an hour in a taxi from Benidorm. And for a fleeting five minutes last night, we're like, will we go to Benidorm? Come on. <laughs> That's good about A night out on a Monday in Benidorm in March. How bad could that be? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, it could be messy, I'd say that. There was a lot of, there was a lot of people on a plane that were coming down. Oh, some of the people we met on the plane that way down. <laughs> well, there was a lot of elderly ladies, a lot of walking sticks. Um, and at one point, um, one of the ladies said, asked the cabin crew, um, do you know if my wheelchair made it onto the flight? And she said, well, I, I'd imagine it did, madam, yeah, but I can check if you like, because, you know, they, they wanted to just know that they were going to get off the other end. But I think they're all coming down to just get some heat in the bones. Yeah, yeah. They were proper Dublin grannies, like. Proper, proper, real deal. Have you seen me stick, Percy? <laughs> And I said, I think it's in the bin over there, that overhead bin. Ask that man there not to get on the bag there. Will you get on that bag there, please? I actually move seats. I move seats to be squished between Bob and uh, Graham is on That's the with us because uh, they were all fretting. You know, they need they wanted their friends around them. And I said, look, I'm with those two gentlemen there. You obviously lost out your spacious middle missing seat because mm. of me. But you know, well, I think they were afraid someone's going to die on a plane that wouldn't be near them. <laughs> Jesus. That happens, by the way. If if someone dies on a flight. I asked a friend of mine who was a pilot about this. They just put a blanket over you. Really? Yeah. Like you're asleep? Yeah. Well, I suppose, what could you do? Like, you can't just lift them up and put them in the cargo hold or something. <laughs> <laughs> try and not freak anybody out. But, yeah, they just put a blanket over you. Jeez. Mm. Write in and tell us if anyone's ever died beside you on a plane. Just you know, tell us the story. How did that work? <laughs> Can you put your tray table back up there for landing? <laughs> uh, they're dead. <laughs> I'll do that for you. It's fine. Like it's okay. imagine, imagine you're on a window seat and the dead person's on the outside aisle. 
And you want to go to the toilet? Oh, yes. What do you do? Like climb over a dead climb body. over a dead, literally <laughs> climb over your granny to get to. Uh, that is unfair. Did you get anything in the duty free? No, I didn't. I'm very poor. This Alicante airport's quite poor on, on the duty free stuff. I thought you said you were very poor, so you're not buying stuff. Oh no. Ah no, I'm very poor as well. Yeah, if you want to send me money, you can. PayPal. <laughs> Western Union. Yeah, sure. Send it on there. <laughs> if you like. Yeah, you ever see those ads on TV the whole time for uh, things like Western Union? There's other. There's another one as well that keeps putting, throwing up an ad on on uh, Remitly on YouTube. Remitly. Remitly. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I've never used any of them transfer. That's the ads I always get. Okay. Uh, cars rim by the way this week I have a, a funky cat and a, a Peugeot funky cat 408 so I have a bit of a bit of filming to do this week look at yourself I have the multivan which I still have to drop back which is a super yoke uh, and I'm picking up the ID Buzz the electric van that we just can we actually were ferried around down here in that ID Buzz as well something I noticed about the ID Buzz sorry Volkswagen it's been a lovely trip you can't open the back windows in an ID Buzz no that's true fair enough there's no air vents. There's no air vents, yeah. The Even back. the driver said it today, yeah. And it took me... I've already driven the thing for a week, but it took being in the back today as a passenger... Because you spend most time up front. I was like, this is kind of weird. The air from the front does hit the back, but, like... The multivan has vents. There's vents, yeah. They have their own temperature control in the back of the multivan. So why doesn't the buzz? See, it's weird. And I know air conditioning is a, a sapper of electricity. Yeah. But uh, it's got a big battery. Like, it should be well able to cope with having extra vents well less of a zapper than opening the window yeah creating drag creating massive and there's no windows to open the back unless you slide open the door and drive along with the door open <laughs> yeah I did that once on the Mazda trip you know they on had purpose a, yeah on purpose open the back door to see if it open while you drive <laughs> and it did electric sliding door you just press the button and the whole door slid back as well it's as driving fall out. well your seatbelt on you'd be fine yeah, but if you didn't... Yeah, I know, but you had to have a little bit of threat. in the back or something, or... A little bit of threat in life is always a good thing. It's like something to happen in love-hate. Air energy. Get out of the van. <laughs> ah, love-hate. What a show. Slide open the door for action with guns and stuff, you know? Like the A-team. Exactly. If you can find us in an airport... Uh, it won't be long, by the way, until we're back in Spain. We're going to Malaga in the middle of... Uh, the two April. weeks now? Next week. Two weeks tomorrow. All oh, right, okay. What are we going there for? Oh, the Jeep. 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 That's right, yeah. We have to go to Prague as well, though, no? We do have to go to Prague. I don't think there's any driving in Prague, though. It's like this, like a lad's holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to sound that, isn't it? We're like the middle-aged in-betweeners. Yeah. Strolling around Europe, having a look at things. <laughs> Doing weird dances, depending Eating on burgers. Eating burgers. <laughs> right, well, we'll probably top and tail the rest of this podcast with actual car yeah. stuff. On real mics, rather um, than just sitting in an airport. Because there's an Alfa Mayo we need to tell you about. It kind of, I, I try to remember the name, it sounds like a toenail. It's, to, it's spelled toenail, but it's actually tonale. 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 It's like clipped toenails. On uh, the you can find a video of that on my YouTube channel. I went to Italy to drive it. You weren't there, but um, Caroline Kidd was with me. Wasn't invited? No. There was only two of us on it. That was the first trip, first press trip I was ever on. There was no, no man on. I was the only man on the whole trip. All the PRs, all the other journalists, all female. First time that's ever happened. I never, it used to be the opposite of that once upon a time on these trips. Come on, the girls. Hey, come on, the girls. We had a great crack, actually. Um, um, lovely time out. So, yeah, no, it's the Irish launch, Irish media launch of the uh, Tonale. It is uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. So, we'll let you know what that car is like because um, they still make some bloody good looking cars. Alfa Romeo has some of the prettiest. If you could get Alfa Romeo to design really reliable, high powered cars, they'd be win- winners all mm-hmm. around. They do very good reliability. 
like they're in the field group and field group is actually very reliable stuff but the the threat is always there of a broken down of a man having said that I've I've never passed one on the side of the road or no. even seen one on a trailer no maybe that's because so few exist the older ones were terrible but the older ones of every car was terrible mm. Ford Focus and all they all they all had their troubles over the years like you think about it you don't see well Fiat's in particular you do you do see Alpha still yeah well, you still see GTVs and everything on the road yeah but when was the last time you saw a Fiat Stilo on the road or uh, a multivan you might see one down here Spain they managed to hold on to their cars a bit longer because it's a drier climate yes they rot to high heavens in England and Ireland so it never happens sorry I called it a multivan was it multiple 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 yes Fiat multiple but the tr- it's a six seat it's three bench in the front bench in the back Betch is one of them on Dundale somewhere in the vintage section probably is they're a really good car from the inside they're fine from the outside they look weird you're not sure what car that was if you remember the episode where Clarkson and I think James May was he there as well they picked up a lot of um, nursing home residents oh yeah yeah and put them in and <laughs> they blew did it some up terrible things yeah but it was good it's good anyway it's 18 degrees in Alicante we're going to sit up for the next couple of hours we can't really drink beer can we it's lunchtime like yeah no day drunk is not good yeah <laughs>